welcome to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. Our usual reminders as we begin. I am not an expert. I'm just a person like you living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern-finding obsession. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor. My intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. And lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I hope to shine a light on a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS. What you choose to do with that information is always your choice, and what works for one may not work for all. In our previous episode, we talked about ways to simplify our lives to support healing. Today, we're going to talk about a related topic, the importance of self-discipline or self-regulation as a tool to support our MS health. For my gratitude today, I'm going to take a moment to be thankful for being alive. I recently had a very big birthday. I'm now too old to die young, and as I enter a new decade, I think it's important to acknowledge that, as this new chapter begins, I truly hold the pen. While we don't need a momentous event to start anew, sometimes big events can be a powerful catalyst of change. So when I experience these catalytic moments, I try to harness their power and use them to my advantage to manifest something positive. This year, on my birthday, I set aside 30 minutes to reflect on life so far and decide what I wanted more of in the future and what I wanted less of. This past month, as I've engaged with Dr. Susan Peyrovi and MS Health coaches Sanam and Roberta on Instagram for our May Decluttering and No Buy Challenge, the shared learning experience really helped me narrow my focus on what matters to me most. Because I know that for me, sharing makes me much more likely to stick to my goals. Here's what I plan to do more of moving forward, all of which, I might add, are going to require self-regulation to achieve. Things I want more of. More family walks and recommitting to in-person physical therapy twice a week to minimize my MS spasticity and improve my current levels of mobility and strength. Eating anti-inflammatory foods at an even greater percentage while continuing my other health-supporting lifestyle choices return to acupuncture and cranial sacral therapy, and continue with two monthly salt floats. Be brave and untamed. Take risks. Go for it. Check out Untamed by Glennon Doyle if you'd like an inspiring and liberating read. Deliberately plan for joy, pleasure, and creativity every day. This might be spending more time in the garden, having fun with my partner, exploring new aspects of my town, or playing more games and music, or sitting outside to enjoy the sunset and playing crokinole after dark on the patio. Continue to hone my mental fitness skills through the PQ Positive Intelligence Program to further improve my thought hygiene and self-command. I also plan to do less of 
engaging in unhealthy relationships, and spending so much energy trying to help others who aren't interested in doing the required reflective inner work needed to grow. Self-sabotaging behaviors, especially ignoring my intuitive guidance by prioritizing others' needs and desires above my own and listening to the nasty saboteurs in my mind that can lead me to a place of negativity if I'm not diligent with my thought management. Less shopping. Simplify, simplify, simplify. And spend more time living in the now, not the past or the future. While I could have written a much more expansive list, using the simplification skills I've learned recently has helped me narrow my focus on what truly matters most. Now, what it will take to accomplish this list is self-regulation. So, what is self-regulation, or as some call it, self-discipline? Discipline is defined as the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. Regulation is defined as a rule or directive made and maintained by an authority. For me, I prefer to use the term self-regulation since the term discipline for myself and maybe even for you is a little off-putting in terms of my lived experience with obeying, compliance, and punishment. I also really like that regulation includes a directive made and maintained by an authority. Who in our lives is more of an authority than ourselves? I find this language empowering rather than compliant and punitive. So from here on out, I will use the term self-regulation, but feel free to think about self-regulation as self-discipline if that's your preferred terminology. Self-regulation refers to the level of control we currently exert over ourselves. It includes our behaviors, our thoughts, and our emotions. It's about what we do and what we don't do. It's focusing on doing what's best for us and successfully controlling our urges to indulge in activities or habits that get us further away from our health and happiness goals. While it's pretty obvious why self-regulation is important, it's actually a requirement if we want to achieve our goals. For those of us trying to achieve better health and live well with MS, self-regulation enables us to remain focused on what matters most to us and to maintain control of ourselves and how we react to any situation in our lives. Just like the PQ Mental Fitness Program that we highlighted in episode 69, self-regulation is a muscle, and the more we train ourselves to follow through, the stronger we become and the healthier our self-esteem and other aspects of our mental health will also become. Over time, I have come to believe that self-regulation is one of the most important skills we can learn as people living with MS. When I spend time with others in our shared MS community, a common theme is feeling out of control, which often leads to anxiety, depression, overwhelm, health insecurity, apathy, and fear-based living. As humans, we spend our lifetime trying to understand why the world and our lives unfold the way they do. 
We are believed to be the only species that asks these questions because we alone have the ability to think about what we want in life and then create a plan to manifest our desires. And when our plan is disrupted or completely blown to pieces with an MS diagnosis, we can feel more out of control than ever. It's hard to accept that in life we have so little control. And so I want to take a quick sidestep here to share a poem that has helped me a lot in terms of wanting to have control over my life. John Rodell at johnrodell.com is a poet I follow on Facebook. And here's a piece he shared somewhat recently about the desire to be in control that I found compelling. Again, credit to johnrodell.com for these powerful words. Me. Hey, God. God. Hello, my love. Me. The world is completely out of control. God. I know. It's such an adventure, right? Me. No. It's like being on a runaway train. I need to feel like I am in control of my life. God. You want to be in control? Me. Yes. God, you are living on a spinning wet rock of a planet that resides next to a constantly exploding fireball in the middle of an ever-expanding universe that is filled with mysteries beyond your wildest imagination. Me. Um, okay. God. And on this planet that you are hurtling through the great expanse in, you are cohabitating with billions of other people who have free will and their own experiences that shape their perspectives and beliefs. Me. Yeah? God. And while all this is going on, your soul is residing in a physical body that is such a miracle of delicate engineering that at any given moment could produce its last heartbeat. Me. Right? God, what is it about your existence that you think you have any control of? Me. Um. God, come on, you know the answer to this. What can you control? Me. How kind I am to people? God. Yep, and one other thing. Me. What's that? God. How kind you are to yourself. Aside from that, most of everything else is a bit outside of your design. Me. That's a bit terrifying. God. All great adventures are. Whew. Such a simple yet powerful conversation. And so true. In a similar fashion, as the author of Ecclesiastes wrote more than 2,000 years ago, trying to exert control over our lives is like, quote, chasing after the wind. While we might want to control much of our lives, all we can truly control is how kind we are to others and how kind we are to ourselves. And self-regulation is how we actualize being kind to ourselves. It's in the many choices we make every single day. So let's dig in a little deeper. The five pillars of self-regulation are acceptance, willpower, hard work, industry, and persistence. 
Let's take a closer look at each of these aspects of self-regulation before we zoom out. And as we do, be thinking which are relative strengths of yours and which might benefit from some additional focus. Acceptance. Acceptance is simple, yet not always so easy. It's about accurately perceiving and accepting our current situation. This is often a really hard step in our MS journey, especially immediately following our diagnosis. Yet once we can truly accept where we're at in life and our strengths and our weaknesses, our habits that support health or detract from our health, only once we accept the reality of where we are in this moment can we truly decide to make a change. To think about acceptance in terms of self-regulation, what might each of us be struggling to accept in our lives right now? Willpower. Willpower is our concentrated efforts to continue to engage and take action over time. Once we choose an objective and devise a strategic plan, we can execute that plan. So willpower is when we first actually step into the action phase. We struggle most with willpower when we are stressed. To think about willpower in terms of self-regulation, what is our honest gauge of our current stress levels? We can ask ourselves, Am I doing enough to manage my stress so I can harness the power of willpower to get me started moving in the right direction? Hard work is also a component of self-regulation, and it is just that, hard work. It's really easy to avoid hard work by instead focusing on doing easier things first. It's important to remember that our biggest challenges often result in the biggest rewards. Committing ourselves to working hard on whatever it is that matters most to us will help us develop stronger success with self-regulation. To think about hard work in terms of self-regulation, we can ask ourselves, what might we be avoiding doing? What would I feel really great about accomplishing, even though right now it feels unattainable? Industry. In terms of self-regulation, Industry is defined as developing the capacity to put in the time and effort. Often we feel we just don't have time to do what matters most. But if we harness industry and utilize our ability to say no and streamline what we say yes to, we find we can find the time and effort to accomplish what matters most. To think about industry in terms of self-regulation, we can ask ourselves, does my calendar and how I spend my time accurately represent my values? What might I want to say no to so I can say yes to something else? And finally, persistence. Persistence in terms of self-regulation is what keeps us on track, taking action even when we lack the motivation to do so, and allowing us to experience compounding positive results over time. Success through persistence ultimately creates even more motivation. It's a self-perpetuating cycle. To think about persistence in terms of self-regulation, we can ask ourselves, when have I struggled yet not given up and persevered? What did I gain by doing so? What other struggles am I currently facing in my life that I might be able to overcome through persistence?
When we set goals, goals without self-regulation aren't possible to achieve. So keeping in mind our current skill levels of acceptance, willpower, hard work, industry, and persistence can help us fully grasp what's at stake and how to proceed so we will be successful. When we think about self-regulation in terms of the eight pillars of wellness, social, environmental, physical, emotional, spiritual, occupational, intellectual, and financial, we can find many opportunities to exercise self-regulation. Speaking of exercising self-regulation, let's start by talking about exercise and physical wellness. When we build self-regulation skills around our exercise routines, we gain more control over our bodies. Physical wellness also includes choosing foods, our body's fuel, that support increasing our health rather than diminishing our health. Physical self-regulation through exercise and movement often translates to an improved sense of control around other aspects of life, such as how we experience stress and its impact on our body. Using self-regulation to prioritize physical wellness also helps us sleep better, maintain daily digestive regularity to expel toxins from our bodies, and to maintain a positive mood even in the midst of adversity and a serious health condition like MS. We can assess our self-regulation in the other dimensions of wellness too. What opportunities might we have when we think about social wellness, environmental wellness, emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, occupational wellness, intellectual wellness, and financial wellness. When we have strong self-regulation skills, we can easily control urges to indulge in actions that deter us from achieving our goals. Where willpower, for example, may catapult us into action, it's our ability to self-regulate that keeps us going, that helps us reject instant gratification, the search for a magic pill that doesn't exist, and to keep working towards something bigger or better, even if it takes a lot more effort or time. By developing strong self-regulation, we can feel empowered by our challenges rather than fearful of them. Self-regulation also helps us complete goals in a timely manner because it's easier for us to maintain sustained focus. Without self-regulation, we get easily distracted. We are more likely to give in to impulsive behavior and lose sight of what's truly most important to us. We might jump from task to task, making little bits of progress in many areas, but never really finishing anything to a desired level of success. We're also more likely to give in to impulsive thoughts, and this is where mental fitness and the PQ program come into play. By the way, if you'd like to join a future cohort, you can access the interest survey on our Patreon site or send me an email. I'm actually forming cohort four right now with a start date of June 12th. I'll also offer two more cohorts this calendar year, both eight weeks long in September and October, and again in November and December. I mentioned the PQ program because it has helped me a lot with self-regulation, or as the PQ program refers to it, self-command. 
It's helped me to be more in control of my thoughts. Knowing that of the average 50,000 thoughts we have per day, 90% of which are repeats and 80% of those tending to be negative, I've now been able to flip that script by noticing and naming those negative thoughts as they emerge and nipping them in the bud rather than giving them more meaning, attention, and power than they actually deserve. Our thoughts are truly just thoughts until we give them more weight and meaning. This has helped me become happier, listen to my inner intuition more, and lean into my sage powers so I can remain calm amidst challenge and have unwavering confidence that I'll be able to navigate whatever comes my way. It's also drastically improved my sleep because I'm not rehashing the negativity of the day or ruminating about the future when I'm trying to sleep. Having better self-regulation of my thoughts has also enabled me to live more in the moment, in the now, rather than wasting precious time and energy worrying about the past or the future. Maximizing our time in the now helps our mental health immensely. This is why yoga and meditation are so powerful. What's great about high levels of self-regulation is that you can achieve the calm obtained in a yoga or meditation session at any time and place. And that's a really important distinction because rarely do we encounter our most difficult challenges while on the yoga mat or while engaged in deep meditation. Am I right? With self-regulation, we can think before we act, lessen our impulsiveness, brainstorm creative solutions, and successfully finish what we start, despite any barriers that emerge. We can also more easily see the path to ease and flow, and happiness and peace. In addition, this is how we can build up our inner strength, as well as build better control over our anger, impatience, frustration, and even our appetite. Self-regulation helps us build more caring and compassionate relationships with ourselves and with others. So, why is it that self-regulation is so hard? Let's look at the eight main reasons we struggle with self-regulation. And as we do, be thinking which ones pertain to you and might give you something to focus on in your quest for stronger self-regulation skills. Number one, we aren't born with natural self-regulation strategies. It's a learned behavior that we develop over time with effort. Number two, not all of us learn self-regulation from our parents, especially if it's something they also struggle with, which is common in family lines. Not having a strong model of this behavior or being raised in a home where self-regulation isn't valued can truncate our ability to learn these important skills when we're young and into adulthood until we learn otherwise. Number three, similarly, if we aren't raised in supportive environments, we might struggle to discern right from wrong, an important stepping stone in developing strong personal self-regulation. Later in life, if we continue to live in environments that lack support, we will continue to struggle with self-regulation. This is why our environment matters so much when living with a chronic illness like MS. Number four, when we experience hardships over time, our tendency to think negatively about ourselves, others, or life situations 
can get out of hand and snowball into even more negativity. These negative thought patterns become like ruts in a well-traveled dirt road, harder and harder to break free from over time. In a similar fashion, when we're faced with a major life event, such as an MS diagnosis, we can let fear take over and let that fear demoralize us and make us feel less capable of exerting consistent self-regulation. Number five, we might experience fear of failure or struggle with procrastination, both of which keep us from moving forward and taking initiative in making positive steps towards achieving our goals. Number six, we might also struggle with low self-esteem and confidence. If we don't highly value ourselves, even subconsciously, we can't be confident of our skills and abilities, making everything we want to do a lot more difficult. Number seven, if we struggle with boundaries, like saying no when we want to, we might also struggle with giving in to temptations, even when they get us further away from our goals. Overcoming our temptations and weaknesses are imperative steps in our ability to gain restraint and self-regulation. And number eight, if we are lacking in life purpose and important and joyful things to look forward to, it's much more difficult for us to remain focused and dedicated to our future selves. Which of these reasons might be keeping you from achieving a high level of self-regulation? What are you inspired to work on to help you finally transform your life into what you want it to be? Now, let's talk real talk for a moment. MS makes self-regulation even more difficult than for the average person. When you throw debilitating fatigue, mobility limitations, heat sensitivity, and a bunch of other frustratingly difficult MS symptoms into the fold, of course it's going to be more difficult than for the average healthy person. I might add, though, that even though it's more difficult, I'd also venture to say that it's more important for us to develop stronger self-regulation. Coming to your ears in an episode very soon, we'll take self-regulation to the next level by talking about how to develop our own personalized daily routines that support our individual MS health goals. For now, I hope that we all, one, understand that self-regulation is a learned behavior that we can get better at over time with dedicated practice. Two, that we each strongly consider reflecting on our lives in the ways mentioned today to gain more clarity on our personal opportunities to develop stronger self-regulation. Three, that we remember self-regulation is an imperative skill to manifest goals. If we're feeling stuck, we can use the cognitive behavioral therapy technique of behavioral activation to get us reoriented towards self-regulation and on a healthier track. See episode 33 for a full explanation and supporting research of behavioral activation. For now, I'll quickly share that this simple strategy to shake us loose from a place of apathy and into positive action requires us to choose just two things to do each day. One thing that brings us joy while doing it and one thing that brings us extreme satisfaction when we've completed it. 
Typically, just a few short days of dedicated behavioral activation can get us well on our way towards better self-regulation. And four, that we remember John Rodell's powerful poem about control. The only things we truly have control over in life of how kind we are to others and how kind we are to ourselves through the choices we make each and every day. And as he says, even though that's a bit terrifying, all great adventures are. To continue the conversation on self-regulation, you are invited to attend this weekend's flock meeting on Saturday, June 3rd. If you're not yet a flock member but would like to be, please join us. We are all people living with MS that meet via Zoom every month to support each other and continue our learning on the episode topics. We also support each other through hardships and celebrate our successes together. You can learn more and join us by visiting our Patreon page. As always, I encourage all listeners to reach out with MS-related questions, comments, future podcast topics, or guest ideas via email. And lastly, remember, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it, especially if we're flying together, supporting one another, and honking our encouragement. As always, thank you for listening, and until next time, be well. Yeah. <laughs>